for over a year now, Canada, of course, we have had legal cannabis. And in that time, uh, we're still hitting a hurdle or two when it comes to the uh, correct way to make sure that the market is working for everyone, particularly in this province. And while recreational users have, for the most part, had relatively easy access, according to a recent Canadian Pharmacists Association study, medical users are reporting more and more difficulty in sourcing their cannabis. In fact, one in four medical cannabis users say it is now harder to access the medical cannabis products authorized by their physicians since recreational legalization. That's how I welcome in Vincenzo Chiampi. He is Executive Director of Digital Innovation and Strategic Projects. He joins us now with more on this on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Vincenzo, good afternoon. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you being here. Just uh, first off, uh, quantify for us, if you could, just how bad is the accessibility issue for those that need medical cannabis right now? I think there's really two really important things to bear in mind. Number one, um, it's more the approach that the patient needs to take uh, to get the medical cannabis, which is the issue. Um, it's not the accessibility in terms of actually being able to purchase it, but it's more the approach that the patient needs to take, having to have, a first of all, a medical script from a doctor, then having to find a licensed producer, then the whole authentication process, then having it mailed to their home. Unlike traditional drugs where one can go into a pharmacy and procure the product, with medical uh, cannabis it's much more complex. And the second point, which is the part of the paradox, is that with the decision to legalize it last year from a recreational standpoint, what we're seeing is that patients are in fact self-medicating, in other words, going into a, into a recreational store to purchase a medical product without having any uh, guidance from a medical person or healthcare professional. Therefore, the problem is compounded because the actual person give, giving um, advice cannot give advice medically for a recreational product, and yet many consumers are turning towards the recreational angle simply because it's easier to find the product recreationally than it is to go online and do all the uh, cumbersome steps that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, how dangerous is it for those that are self-medicating uh, now? Uh, are the Pharmacists Association particularly uh, concerned about that? I mean, what sort of difficulties or dangers are people potentially putting themselves in? So there's two things. The actual uh, community pharmacy is very, very, um, you know, interested and concerned about medical cannabis, so much so that um, most pharmacists are actually getting trained on medical cannabis and, you know, the, the pros and the cons, the, the dangers and the benefits. Um, but the other thing is when it comes down to actually um, the dangers, to answer your question, um, there's over 500 medications that can be counterindications to uh, cannabis. So someone who is taking drug A and uh, unfortunately that drug doesn't interact well with cannabis could be putting him or herself at risk. But again, without the, the proper knowledge and the possible um, you know, follow-up from a healthcare professional, we don't actually know what is happening to that patient. So I think that the fear is not only the potential risk, our fear is the actual unknown risk, not to be able to find out what people are doing. We know that there's over 350,000 Canadian patients, and how many of those are getting the right advice and not getting the right advice? To me, that's really the big mystery and the big danger. Yeah, Vincenzo, how unique is this situation? Because it occurs to me that uh, there's not too many products that a doctor could prescribe that you can just go out and buy on your own, by yourself. Well, in fact, it is unique. And what's interesting is if you look at other countries where um, medical cannabis is legal, they do have pharmacy access. 
Um, so, you know, being part of the G7 and being a very sophisticated country like Canada, it seems to me like a really missed opportunity for the government not to allow this to happen, simply because, as I mentioned, in other countries such as Germany, where medical cannabis is legalized and it is uh, legal for medical purposes, a patient can go into a pharmacy and buy it from a pharmacist. What we're, we're actually asking is that we do the same thing in Canada, uh, given our situation and given the fact that we are you know, a very sophisticated and leading uh, country when it comes to health care. So you would like to see the process of streamlined somewhat, that if you are prescribed a cannabis by your physician, instead of having to go through uh, the mail and uh, waiting for this to uh, arrive at uh, the home address, that, uh, you know, if I'm at a traditional doctor's office, I can go right down the hallway to the pharmacy that's maybe in the same building and get my prescription, get my script filled? Absolutely. And I mean, I, I would answer your question with another question. Why wouldn't we do that? Why are we treating medical cannabis differently than all the other thousands of medications that one can buy at Shoppers Drug Mart or Jean Couture today? Why, why, is, why are we treating it differently? Why, why discriminate with that product category? It doesn't really make sense to us. Yeah. Why are we? Uh, has the Pharmacists Association talked to government uh, about this? What are the reasons why they haven't done this? In fact, there's been many different uh, lobby efforts from many different associations, not only pharmacy uh, associations, but across the, uh, the gamut of different associations, even uh, patient groups that have asked for this to happen. And I think the, the, the response we're getting is that sometimes we're hearing that it's more of a federal decision, other times we're hearing more of a provincial decision. Um, the other thing we're hearing sometimes is that the government is more focused right now on the legislation around recreational since the ACMPR, which is a medical framework, is working today, you know, let's not look at it right now. Maybe look at it in the future. What we're urging the government to do is to look at it now and not delay, simply because, as I mentioned earlier, we don't want a patient to end up getting sick, harmed, or injured because they're not getting the proper uh, medical follow-up. We would hope the government would be proactive, allow this change to happen, and allow the pharmacy community to be more involved. Yeah, do we need a bit of a paradigm shift when it comes to cannabis and our thinking? Because I think for a lot of people, particularly with the legalization just over a year ago, you know, there's so much media attention on the recreational use of marijuana. And there was some coverage regarding the medicinal use or medical uh, marijuana. But I think that part of the problem here is governments may be treated it or seen uh, cannabis for the most part, equated it to uh, alcohol and how they distributed that rather than seeing it as medicinal or a medicine. I think you're absolutely uh, bang on in what you're saying. The difference between alcohol is that alcohol is not a medicine, uh, whereas medical cannabis is obviously treated like a medicine. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that there's over 148 clinical trials and different uh, tests that are going on in the world as you speak uh, to demonstrate that there, in fact, is a you know, medical benefit to using cannabis. We have never seen that in the prohibition days of alcohol. There were never tests on alcohol. So it, you're absolutely right. The paradigm shift needs to happen on multiple levels. Government, um, the orders of uh, physicians, um, and also with the pharmacy community. I think it's really a multi-pronged approach, and it's time for people to see um, medical cannabis as a medicine and not as a recreational offshoot. Yeah, just finally, I'll get you out on this question, Vincenzo. Uh, are you more concerned? Is there even more worry as edibles come online here that, uh, that this problem could get bigger if it's not addressed? Well, absolutely. The more you proliferate the um, usage and also the availability of recreational drugs, the more you're allowing people uh, to think about self-medication, which we just talked about the dangers of it. So absolutely that is uh, an additional concern we have. All right, Vincenzo, really appreciate the time. Uh, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, and thanks for coming on the show this afternoon.
Thank you very much for your time and attention. It's much appreciated. All right. Be well. There goes a Vincenzo Chiampi. He is the uh, executive director of digital innovation and strategic projects with Sandoz Canada, talking about, uh, as you just heard, their uh, medical uh, marijuana and the difficulties that some are still having trying to get what is uh, medicine after recreational uh, marijuana was legalized just over a year ago.